0: All right, so that's a bit of talk about how we actually critique. Where are the importance of critique and where can we actually use them? So, in my opinion, there are three areas where we can talk, uh, where we can delve into the importance of critique. So, for me, there's political and philosoph- philosophical discourse, there's within specifically left wing discourse, and then in general life, whether that's personal or in pop culture, media, etc. So, let's first get into political and philosophical discourse. I'm going to have a cup of water because my jaw hurts from talking for 27 minutes. And that's also a perfect way to um, get a time frame where I can cut it. So um, that's going to be where I end the first part of this episode. See, that's big brain. <laughs> anyway, let's get into political and philosophical Bear. Philothe- political and philosophical discourse um why is it important to have to be able to critique in these areas well understanding an argument makes it so much easier to deal with giving it due process by critiquing it in a fair way is the best possible way to make sure that you can actually counter or refute it if you disagree with it you know, read any philosopher they will never attack an argument or start attacking an argument for being stupid or dumb even if it is stupid or dumb. Like for example, Leibniz, right, is totally wrong in my opinion when he comes to thinking that knowledge is something innate within us, but Locke didn't just say, hey Leibniz, that's retarded, don't ever think that, are you dumb, how could you ever think that? He goes, okay Leibniz, if you think that, if you think this, let's use your own logic. How come people are born with different ideas? How come we all don't come in to the world thinking the exact same? How come person x and person y can grow up in the same environment and still have different beliefs about different things and then you realize oh Leibniz, your innatist beliefs are actually kind of um you know false and you realize that um you realize that philosophers and people in political discourse don't just say oh that's such a stupid idea Pfft. Are, you, are you dumb that's such a d- dumb idea like even even a nazi right like yeah we can ridicule nazis but at a point we have to say okay you're points are incredibly stupid but here is why they are stupid they're stupid because you can't just exclude people based on their race because that is unfair and we can turn that against you and therefore we can become circular exclusionary politics do not work because that actually leads to a bunch of infighting leads to continuous war and it can lead to continuous um destruction when in fact we want to prevent that from happening and preserve human life you want to preserve human life your constant um goal to for imperialism and constant expansion is totally unfounded and stupid because it will never actually work Furthermore, in a finite world, you can't have continuous global expansion. So your empire that you want to jerk off to in your bedroom while you're looking at a swastika flag is going to end up collapsing. So what's the point of, um, of going into something that is going to ultimately collapse? It's stupid okay so you have to realize that even if something is stupid and dumb and you don't actually want to deal with it and it sounds really stupid like i deal with anti-feminists and to- guys who don't believe toxic masculinity exists and they come out me with the dumbest arguments ever but if i just say hey your argument is dumb i lose the argument because that shows that i can't actually show why it's dumb it's dumb because of x y and z not because i just said it's dumb show them why it's stupid go to a nazi right now and say nazi you're stupid you know what you're stupid because of these things that i've critiqued your philosophical and political theory with and then they won't have anything to debate back i've literally been in discord chats where and i mean it's not always going to work you're always going to change their mind but you're still going to win the argument like i've been in discord chats where they're like oh how can we actually really use logic? Like, aren't the limitations to logic? Like, we can't actually really, you know, use logic um, for everything. And at that point, I knew I'd won the argument because if you can't debate me on the basis of logic and facts and exam and you know actual empirical evidence, then you just lose. And I just left the Discord chat and was like, "Holy shit, Nazis are retarded." But also you know laying out the argument and poking holes in it after sh- it gives you an understanding of it and it's the best way to destroy someone's arguments because if i lay out your argument in totality and then they accept that yep you totally understand my argument and then i go bit by bit and say ha that's total dog shit of an argument what are they going to say to me right what are they going to say to me because you know they can't just say you misunderstood you straw my argument because they accepted that i understand your argument you see I will give this a warning though, right wingers and Nazis, as I said earlier, no matter how much logic you throw at them, will literally tell you logic can only go so far and are very small pea brain people, so don't take them totally seriously. I think I need to burp again. I don't know why I need to burp, I think it's because I've been drinking more water. If anyone has any evidence that shows that drinking more water leads to burping, I think it's because I'm drinking water and because I am... also uh, talking a lot so i'm going to have another sip of water and that's probably going to cause me to burp again but hey hydration is key kids okay so as i said like laying out an argument and poking holes in it shows you not only do you understand that argument but it also allows the other person potentially to say that yeah My argument is actually kind of terrible. Like, this is what I did with the capitalism thing, right? If you look at my capitalism essay and why it's easier and not better, I went through the exact arguments that these people made and I literally went through a step-by-step through all of their logic. And if a right-winger was reading them, Or a capitalist was reading them to say, yep, that's the argument. And then I poked holes at the specific propositions that I found to be logically invalid and not actually true. And they can't really say, you straw man, the argument, because I didn't. They actually now have to deal with the criticisms and the critiques that I've put forward. And then we can actually get to a proper discussion about what is occurring. Moreover, within political and philosophical discourse, it provides you an ability to check on your own beliefs and maybe question the propositions that you put forward. You see, critiquing any beliefs that you've held is the best way to learn and to strengthen your arguments. Now, you see, a lot of us are kind of afraid to critique our own arguments because it's almost like, oh, if I critique my left wing beliefs, does that mean I have to be right wing? no not necessarily as i said an extrinsic and intrinsic elements of your argument so i can critique for example um the social healthcare model i can critique and i say hey these are some flaws but are these flaws actually undermining the entire social healthcare plan model are these critiques actually enough to move me towards a private business no because nothing is ever enough to move me towards a private business model because private business models suck as i said in the first episode of this podcast but Critiquing your own beliefs allows you to say, okay, so we have a problem here, there, and there. We can deal with the last two problems, but that problem is intrinsic. But it's intrinsic, and it doesn't matter that it's intrinsic, because, you know, we're never going to get a perfect model. You don't have to look and try and come up with a perfect model. Like, David Hume literally would be like, I have this argument, and yeah, I know that you have this counter-argument to it, but I don't care about this argument, because... It doesn't. It's not substantial enough and it doesn't undermine my argument and all the other counter rebuttals aren't as good as this counter, so no one cares about it, right? And philosophers can do that. I don't know why people feel like they have to respond to every single critique or criticism that they have. Yeah, okay, democracy is flawed, so how can we make it better? Can we make it perfect? No, but nothing can be perfect. Human beings are innately flawed and innately imperfect, so we can't ever expect to come up with a perfect idea. Right, so critiquing your own beliefs is also a very important part of critiquing like yourself and critiquing you know different elements of who you like of your beliefs and stuff and it actually leads to strengthening and I've done this a lot, so i kind of, like this is kind of how I devolved into and although I didn't devolve, I become more and more left wing because I realized that hey the problem with classes and the problem with the current issues that we have is and I'll get into this in a moment is that I hate hierarchies. Okay, I despise I hate hierarchies. I want to get rid of all the hierarchies, right? So then when people were talking about breaking down the statues, I was really proud of that. I was like, yeah, let's get rid of statues because statues are a symbol of power, a symbol of a hierarchy, and I hate hierarchies, right? And then some people were like, oh, why if we what if we take what if we also up people of color or like BAME people or black lives matter um you know movements and put statues of them and i was against this idea because this would be hypocritical because i'm against the idea of glorifying a single person through a statue so i can't be supportive of that statue and the other type of statue yeah okay we could put them in museum we can learn history from them, but I don't believe that we should have statues within public places because they impose hierarchies that I am against and they impose symbols of power that I'm also against. So if someone says like, oh, we should have a massive mural of uh, George Floyd, like a massive statue, I'd be like, eh, listen, okay, a mural, uh, but a statue of it in the middle of the town. I want to get rid of that power dynamic, so I would disagree with that, right? So that's a critique that I have laid out. It doesn't mean that suddenly I'm like right wing and I'm against the George Floyd um, movement and I'm against, you know, remembering George Floyd. It means that I'm against remembering him in this kind of way. And my ability to critique my beliefs, to critique my, you know... Um, ideas led me to believe okay so i hate hierarchies i hate statues but some people really like making statues because they're a form of art so i'm fine with them being in places like museums where we can learn from them with you know being in like private areas but i can but i would i can see that but we you they can concede that we don't have them in public areas and that's a compromise that we can both reach and we can both be fine with and that's a compromise that we can come to so critiquing your own beliefs is a very important method of strengthening and learning and sometimes through critiquing your own beliefs you might end up changing them that's totally fine people have to be more able to humble themselves and be like okay i believe this and i was wrong which i have believed before As a kid, I grew up in a very homophobic environment and I thought being gay was bad. Then I grew up and realized that's totally stupid. There's nothing wrong with being homosexual at all. And I critiqued my own beliefs. And through critiquing my own beliefs, I came to a conclusion that was totally different to the one that I started with. And that's totally fine. So people have to be much better at critiquing their political and philosophical ideas. Because you are never going to come with a perfect idea the first way around, it doesn't have to be perfect, but sometimes you'll find a hole that is big enough that you can't fill, so you have to change your idea. Like for me, I thought that is thinking, like you were born with something, then I realised, haha, <laughs> that's just my ego trying to tell me that I was actually born with something more special than the people around me, and actually I just learned all my th- th- beliefs through empirical observation so if you kind of look at those things you look at those ideas then you get much stronger ideas or you change your ideas and that's totally fine hey guys you've reached the end of this part of the podcast thank you for listening if you'd like to carry on please continue on to the end and it will autoplay on or press on the next episode in youtube or on spotify if you don't want to carry on then go ahead and be ignorant about the rest of the world that's your choice not mine anyway i'd like to thank you for listening and hope you have a great day